Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. Welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Today's episode is going to be wide-ranging. We're going to be talking a lot about physical health, we're going to be talking about optimizing physical, mental, and even brain performance, and really what's some of the mindset around self-improvement. And it's going to be a lot of fun to dig into this a little bit today with our guest, Jeff Dolan. So Jeff comes to this podcast as a business owner, somebody who works in kind of personal health, but also really in personal coaching, not just with the staff that he serves, his family, the clients that he has served, is currently serving, and the ones he hasn't yet served. He's somebody who is a father or a friend, an athlete, but also you'll notice from this conversation, somebody who's extremely inquisitive about philosophy, about growth, about this topic that we're hearing a lot of these days around stoicism. And we're going to be able to talk a lot about all of these topics with Jeff today. So Jeff, thanks for being on the podcast today. Anything I missed in the bio that you want to cover? No, no, you covered it well. And thanks for having me, Mark. I really appreciate it. No, it's it's cool. It's my pleasure. So for people that are listening here, many are people just looking to optimize cognitive performance. Many are interested in brain health, brain enhancement. Some are really interested in concussion. As we've talked about, that's one of my real interests and concussion recovery and rehabilitation. But I think today we're going to, yes, we'll probably inevitably hit a bit on rehabilitation, but we're also going to really hit on optimizing performance mm-hmm. and what mindset can help us to underpin some of that performance. For people that are listening here, why don't you help them to understand some of your main message around personal development, personal performance, and then ultimately into mindset and brain performance? It's fantastic, Mark. And I, again, I just want to acknowledge what you're doing with the podcast and just say this is so needed right now and really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. For me, the personal growth side of things, it really shifted when I, being in personal training, you understand that we all have different bodies, right? And we're all showing up to these different activities and we're trying to get these bodies as healthy as possible. And a lot of times it's about motivation. We look at pictures, we see things, we want to aspire to be like certain people or, or follow, like you said, influences. And really the path to personal growth is about understanding yourself. So starting with self-awareness is a big part of what we work on with our staff and with our clientele. So looking at it from, we're going personal growth. It's let's look at self-awareness first through that. We want to then work on self-honesty, like how honest are we being with ourselves? Right. Then we want to look at self-belief. All right. We want to go internally with this stuff first. And I think that's just an important place to start when talking about personal development as it is very personal. So yeah, through that, taking the steps of going, what's my path? What works well for me? And when we're thinking about physical performance and to relate this back to brain performance, for me, it starts with sleep. And we've heard about this. We talk about this, but it's something that gets bypassed so quickly in our industry. And it's step one for a lot of people is just start mastering a good sleep routine because with good sleep, we're going to make better decisions. We're going to be less likely to be bent towards cravings. And we're going to have a little more clarity around the things that are important to us 
to move into maybe developing a healthy mindset around what motivates us to get physically healthy, mentally healthy, spiritually healthy. Yeah, it's such a good point. And you know, I'm thinking about when I was younger, I had these misconceptions as to who I really thought I was. And then when I started to underpin, I remember being in university and being drawn to philosophy, but then wanting to be the guy who's benching more than anyone and doesn't care about school. It was an internal struggle. And I think what you're talking about when we become a little more aware about where we're trying to get to, it really does start by increasing one's understanding of oneself. Because, and in your work, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but something that I admire about innovative fitness always, and we've talked about this, is that the idea is to partner up with people where they're at, establish what that goal could be, and then accompany that person on that journey towards the fulfillment of that goal. But it does start with the self-understanding. And I think that can be really hard for a lot of people, Jeff, to get to that point of really honestly, I, I, this might be the first time I've used this word on this podcast, but nakedly, vulnerably, this is who I am. That's right. And that could be a little bit ugly. That could be a little bit hard, but we got to kind of start there, right? Absolutely, Mark. And when we talk about getting naked and getting ugly with our personal selves, that honesty is, I mean, there's some pretty brass individuals out there like David Goggins who are, you know, they get really (laughs) in your face about it. I tend to like, you know, Simon Sinek's work when you talk about influences and really starting with your why and really understanding, again, I'll relate this back. I've done a lot of studying on human behavior and what helps Navy SEALs or aspiring Navy SEALs get through hell week. And the only thing they've ever been able to figure out is the ones that have a really strong reason for wanting to be there. That's the determining factor across the board. And so when it comes down to committing to personal health, really anchoring into your why, and if that why is superficial or it's to serve somebody else or something outside of yourself, it's not going to be as strong. And so again, bringing that back internally and really using a coach or mentors or guides, even counselors and therapists can help with determining what's of real value to you and starting to anchor there. What do you want to use your body for? What's important? Is it because you're a parent that wants more energy with their kids? Do you have a certain job that requires you to be in a certain type of physical shape and you love that work and you want to be able to do it for a long time? You want your body to operate in a certain way so you can do activities that are really meaningful to you. Those are strong whys that will carry you through the times when you don't want to go exercise or you don't want to continue with the program you've set out for yourself or make a healthy choice eating wise, right? So the why, I always mean, anchor with that. I love that. And I think that it'll be in the show notes. Maybe that's why we kind of connect is. I'm totally with you. And that's a process as I'm onboarding new employees into our company as I hand them the book and say, hey, I mean, you don't have to give me your full outside of work. Why? That might be too much too fast, but maybe we could work towards what would you like your why to be? What do you want to aspire for it to be while working together in this work? Because if, and you hear this time and time again, but if your why doesn't make you cry, that's not your why. And it's true. And it's actually right there for me on my social media, it's right here when I open my laptop, my why there, the influence action so I can understand and reach my potential in an effort to help others do the same. That's it. And so when I'm rocking it and I'm like, why is everything sunshiny, even when it's raining, then I can say, okay, what are the behaviors? And I can go and look at my calendar and go, oh, damn, I'm just tracking really well with my values and my why. And the opposite is true. Why am I Eeyore? Why is nothing working? Well, I'm not actually leading to the values. Therefore, I'm not fulfilled. Therefore, I'm grumpy. It's kind of, I call it the organizational math, right? 
Mm-hmm. So Simon Sinek's stuff is just what it's all about in my mind. Yeah, so cool. good to hear. So I'm curious, in the industry you're in, probably a pretty competitive industry in some ways. What in the world of maybe personal development, but also personal training, optimal performance, what's frustrating about this work? Outside of the political climate today, I mean, sure, that's very frustrating too. But is there maybe one thematic thing that is a little bit frustrating for you? Yeah, I would probably touch on two things that come to mind. One being there's a wide range of people's reasons for going into the industry, right? Mm. So for me, we see people that have explored their why. They want to serve. They want to help and assist others. But there's some shadow side to this. And part of that comes with people who shy away from really doing their own work in understanding themselves and maybe why they're in the industry, they want to be the savior, the celebrity trainer, the person that's Mm. seen as the one everyone wants to be like. And they're the ones that tend to pump out the unrealistic images, the unhealthy body images, the like, let's train to get better at working out sort of mentality, which to me seems sort of strange. We want to utilize, well, my philosophy and opinion around it is you want to utilize exercise as a tool to live a life. And sure, you can improve how you train. That's not the point here, but it's not about training so hard that you want to draw attention or everyone to be like you, right? So that would be one thing is sort of the mindset in terms of the person. Ego. Ego that gets into the industry. The other side of it is regulation. And from personal training, I know when you step into physio, Cairo, all these sorts of things, there's, they've got colleges and I love that. And those colleges take responsibility over insurance, regulation, best practices. We don't have that in the personal training industry. And so you have people that are coming in with weekend certifications and people who have four year and graduate degrees in the industry. And so there's a wide scope and then people go mm. personal training. And they've had a personal training session with somebody that just lacks experience, knowledge, understanding as to the reasons why they're in the profession. And that's what they associate their experience with. And not to say that they couldn't have a good experience. It's just that it's a higher likelihood that something may go awry with that person who just doesn't have the proper training. And you get somebody who's got a four-year kin degree and maybe has done a number of certifications that's kept up with their continuing education. That's been a part of a team like Innovative Fitness who... We spend a lot of time training internally about how to treat people as well as use your education. You're going to get a far different experience. So that range, you know what? I challenge the universities to come out and start to set up sort of regulatory practices around that, but it shouldn't be insurance companies. It shouldn't be the insurance companies that are just saying, here, we'll insure you because you have a weekend certification that says you can spot somebody in a weight room. That's not okay. In my opinion. No, no, I totally hear that. And I think it's interesting. I love the whole field of it. My background, as you know, is is actually kin and then master's in education and then now cognitive enhancement work. And I guess one of my frustrations that I see out there is that in kind of orthopedics, we see a lot of great opportunity for enhancement and improvement. And you're such a great example of it, right? In your work. And I've known you for years, right? When we were back in the schools, I was trying to think, how can we help these people, some of these families who are coming to get specialized cognitive supports? How can we help them to exhaust the physical elements to get those release of dopamine, serotonin, brain-derived neurotrophic factor to drive neurogenesis and cognitive change, ultimately leading to a higher quality of life? And it was a big level of frustration for our team. And I think Jason on the island, I connected him with you. I was trying to think of ways. I love the IF model. 
that was enough about my frustrations. That's a different meeting. But when something that really motivates me is trying to exhaust, not only can the body change, and you've seen, I'm sure, countless stories of how people took charge of that, took accountability and made it happen for themselves. And they probably, I would think in many cases, associated that improvement with you and your team, not themselves. Do you mind wrapping on that just for a minute? Because that's something that I think for people that are listening, and these could be, you could be a physio right now listening to this, getting annoyed by my voice as we're listening. But this could be a thing that you thought, you know what, I always wanted to do that 10K, but I just, I can't do it. I'm 46 now. I got teenage kids. There's no way I can do it. So you go to the Carol Dweck stuff, right? Well, of course you can't because you said you can't. So guess what? (laughs) Why don't you share a little bit of that? Because I think that I'm sure you've got a lot of stories for all of us. Maybe you can help motivate us a little bit around that topic, because I think it's something that not a lot of people talk about. Yeah. So from hearing you correctly here, it's the reason why people maybe later in life don't go and continue to challenge themselves to do the things that maybe they, because of life showing up, they don't feel like they could train for it or maybe do as well as they would like to be doing. And it's any to any, I, I'm saying any time in life, this totally. could be the kid, the okay. dyslexic kid who told me, Mr. Watson, I can't read Mr. Watson. Totally. I can't do that. Jeff, I'm here for my son. My son needs a personal training. He's playing hopefully in the BCHL one day. So will you get your best kind of uh, trainer to help him with his core? But if I'm not taking care of myself properly, then how can I, and if I'm not really to go back to where we started, if I'm not really connecting who I am and what I need to show up in the best way that I can, how do we get to the point? What are some stories of actually getting to the point of saying, you know, enough's enough. I'm going to take charge and I'm going to try. And that's something about your background that I find really compelling and interesting is that you have a specialty in really getting honest with people and saying, this is what it's going to take. (laughs) I love it, Mark. So the way we work with it, it's helping people let go of their expectations. The biggest barrier to entry into anything is what they perceive they're going to be able to do. And that scares them that they won't be able to achieve it. It makes them fearful that they're not going to live up to the expectations, A, they set for themselves, and B, that they feel others will project onto them. So when you commit to the process, the actual, I'm going to do the run for me, and I'm going to do as well as I can, I'm going to put my best forward. And that's one thing that we talk a lot about with kids as well as adults. When someone says, I'm going to show up and do my best, what is your best? Well, for you, I heard it. You flip open your laptop, you read about what your why is, you align yourself with all your values and you say, am I, okay, that's how I start my day with doing my best. When you commit to a training program or you have something you want to achieve, I want to go do this run, let go of what that looks like, let go of what the end time is, or you want to play hockey at the highest level possible. Okay. Well, what's that going to take every day? That's going to take showing up and committing to the process and learning to love the process learning to be proud of yourself, forgiving yourself every step of the way. And when people surrender to that and start to love the process, then they start to achieve things they never thought were possible. And they stop being afraid of what that end goal is because it doesn't look so big and scary anymore, right? We talk about it from expectations and intentions. My intention is to show up with my best every day. My intention is to love the work I'm committing to. My intention is to be this type of character every single day. And as I commit to the things that mean something to me, not, oh, I will only like it if I achieve X. I will only be good enough if I achieve Y. I will only achieve status 
if I do X, let go of that. And really what we do with IF and where people can heal that best is within community. So Mm. you can go about this on your own. Often the saying goes is we suffer in isolation and we heal in community, right? And it's true. We want to come together with other people because we're all dealing with this, Mark. We're all living with this in some way, shape or form. It's the whole, the great human sickness that I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I can't do it. It's a construct in our mind that we get from layers of upbringing and society. So, But how do you help people? Like when I think about your work, like it could be intimidating, you know, with something with one of my, one of my family members, I really struggled. My background was athletic. I was drawn to it. But for people that weren't, I heard it so much. People who just felt, ah, yeah, I was never that athletic as a kid. Ah, yeah, I couldn't, you know, I just, it's not me. It's too late for me. And it is if you say that. And one of the guys I've got to know over the years, he's a huge inspiration for me. Him and I were keynoting at a conference together. I was doing my thing on cognition and brain and research. And he was talking about exercise mindset and the brain and aging. And his name's Martin Parnell. And he's a really cool guy. And he's kind of known as the ageless athlete. But he runs ultras and he's in his 70s now. And he's kind of saying, it's just the best investment you can make in yourself. And everybody can start where you are. He's like, look at me. I started running when I was 47 and I've never stopped since through multiple challenges. I'm always curious about if that individual, what do you do if somebody shows up and they want to go through the door, but it's too intimidating to get there? How do you work with that? Like, I'm just curious about that. Like they obviously showed up for a reason. How do we help them to uncover that maybe they could? Now we're getting into the gift of coaching and the true gift of coaching is we need to And this is one of my favorite sayings. It's preach the gospel always and use words only when necessary. So the idea is we need to be the example for them, but we also need to drop breadcrumbs and allow them to pick them up and make the choice on their own. You have to lead people to their own commitment. You can't force people or convince people into wanting to change something, right? We know this. It has to be a personal choice. So great coaches will start to help build resilience in people, okay? Now, we know this, breath work is one of the quickest ways to start dealing with the nervous system when something gets Mm -hmm. overwhelming, right? So we're talking about nervous system regulation now. Things become fearful. They don't want to enter into that thing because they're scared of how it might make them look, what they're able to achieve, how that might make them feel, so on and so forth, okay? We have to start slowly and create situations where they start to feel good about themselves. We do it with our children. You set them up in situations where they can slowly see a little victory and feel that victory. They get more confidence. Then you give them another little opportunity to go down. Oh, you fell on your bike. Okay, well, get up and try this again next time. And you let them go. You let them fall. Get back up, support them, and then angle them in a different A. Away you go. So we do that with adults. It's dropping breadcrumbs. Okay, first, it might be just committing to showing up regular to a training program. And hey, look at you. You did it. Then maybe it's increasing some weight or overcoming an injury. And then maybe it's just showing up to a event to watch and support someone else and feel the vibe of what that's like. And then they go, wow, that could be me. They see people that are like them. That's why everybody (laughs) think about Ironmans, right? So famous. People go and watch Ironmans. And there's the sign-up sheet right there. Because people are watching all walks of life across that finish line. They go, that looks like me. That could be me. And then they 
all right. And they break the barrier and they commit. You know, there's a famous saying when you want to go through like any kind of ceremonial change or process, it starts when you commit in your mind. When you start to go, okay, yes, I'm in. Now it started. Now the shift is happening. And there's no, that's the other thing we can help with is there's no time frame on this. It's going to take the time it takes for people to make those choices, depending on what they've gone through and what they're looking to change, allow that process to take the time that it takes. And we just need to support people through that. So it's, again, letting people come to these realizations on their own, small victories along the way, drop breadcrumbs, no preaching, support and inspire through action, right? And help people see the feelings that they're actually searching for. When we commit to do something, we're searching for feelings inside ourselves. We're not searching for something other than like, ah, I just want that feeling of, you said it, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, you know, associate that for people or help people get an association with that. Yeah, I love that. And clearly you're in the right work for yourself. And that's something that probably when you were an athlete, I know for me, everybody wants to be successful. And it's pretty awesome to see in the off season, the result of the hard work in the season. And in the work you're doing, it really is in self-improvement. And a lot of it does start physically. And then it can relate to the mental health and it relate to performance at the office. It will relate to all of these things, uh, showing up better for your family, because that's what matters. When you think about your deep, deep guy, right? And you've got a lot of different influences. Is there maybe one or two that you would want to share that's helped to shape some of your mindset? Because this is not easy, what you're talking about here. This is actually pretty hard stuff. Right. Uh, self-mastery is not easy. Are there one or two influences that you'd want to share? These could be books, philosophies, anything that's helped to frame some of this for you? Well, again, one of the things that connected us was our connection to stoicism. So I have to throw that out there just mm-hmm. to honor that process. And this was going through some real challenging times in my life. The simplicity of that and the mm. connection to it can't harm me if I keep my character my character is what I have. And so anything can happen around me. I know who I am and I can continue to show up as who I am. So stoicism has been fantastic as a philosophical something to hang on to for me. Another guy that I love sharing his stuff, and you see me post about it quite a bit, is Dr. Andrew Huberman. I think he's just oh, yeah. wonderful work out there. And people, like he's just, he comes from a, a very scientific, explorative background. He speaks really well. He's an educator by trade through, he's a professor at Stanford and it shows in the way he's able to convey information. I love sending people his way. Very relatable individual. Yeah. Oh, he's great. And then I I also have to give a shout out to one of my guides and one of the dudes that brothers that has really influenced me, which is Dr. Dan Engel. And I know we've talked a little bit about him through the concussion repair manual and stuff, but that man deserves a lot of credit in my life just for his philosophies and the way he approaches challenges. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Question, favorite book on stoicism? Oh, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, no question. Oh, yeah. come on. That's the easy one, though. Okay, Second okay. favorite book. Everyone says that. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that's, that's my the book. book. That is the we book. weren't supposed to read it, though. Marcus no. didn't want us to read that. That was over his thoughts. Yeah. Right? Okay. So... <laughs> so and, I, and I've done and it was actually awesome we did a book club when COVID hit and it was the first book on our list as a group to do and it was The Obstacles of the Way by Ryan Holiday oh it's just it's a great one and one I'm always like I'm quick to go if you want an intro to this he's a young guy he's oh, bringing stoicism he's awesome. back in a beautiful way he writes in a very again relatable way and 
I love that one. And I'll, I'll even throw another plug because meditation gets thrown around a lot. And I think Ryan Holiday's angle in his book, Stillness is the Key, is a mm. great approach for people because I saw what he was trying to do. He was trying to take that intimidating approach to meditation, just sitting there being with my thoughts and going, you know what? Practice being still and just even getting still for five minutes a day and paying attention to your body. And the way he talks about in that book, I want to give a plug to that oh, one. That's that's, that's a great book. That's actually not my favorite of his. Mm-hmm. Um, but another friend of mine who I should connect you with, he's doing super cool stuff. Doug Nelson, he used to be the head of the BC Cancer Foundation. He runs a really successful firm in the social profit sector. He's just a cool guy. Yeah. But his was stillness is a key. I think books show up for us when we need them. But for me, the one that got me and I've just got it going yep. is uh, how to think like a Roman emperor. Mm-hmm. And that's Don Robertson, a Scottish guy. Mm-hmm. And I first came around to his stuff when I listened to Ryan Holiday's podcast. Mm-hmm. And he did an episode drop with Don Robertson, thick Scottish accent and just unbelievable. And he's talking about a verse from the end of meditations. And it's fantastic. I'm just getting into it now. And I'm going to take my time with it. I think it's going to be a really good book. And Courage is Calling. I love Ryan Holiday's latest book, because I think that that's one of the things right now that we all no, maybe not all of us, but me definitely was a powerful message. And I also throw in there. And again, this is sort of up for debate whether it falls into the stoicism conversation, but he does get thrown in there, which is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Oh, 100%. Again, like anybody who's struggling out there, I've read that book three times at the hardest points in time in my life. And if you want a perspective shift, that book has to be on your shelf. It's worth some time. I 100% agree. And I appreciate that message because I think that it is a complex time. But the other thing that this teaches us is, and (laughs) it was always tough. It's always been tough. But what are you going to learn from that? And how well do you know yourself? What are you going to do with what you've got? And where are you going to go? And, you know, that relates to every day as you're working with your friends, your family, trying to be the best parent we can be. If we can get clear on who we are and what we're trying to stand for, it definitely makes it easier to know where to start. Otherwise, we might not even know where to go. Where's the start line? I'm too confused. This ad says I should go here. It's not about that. It's about you understanding yourself and then trying to figure out, okay, which way are we trying to go? And on that personal development side, that's something I admire in you is you've been at it a while. You've built consistency. You've built a practice. You've built a team over there in Victoria, but past Victoria in innovative fitness that are doing really cool work. I remember on one of the rides to conquer cancer I've done, I did that one on a bet. At that point, I was about 280. I didn't have too much context. I was fortunate around cancer at that time. And it was just kind of a bet, kind of a fun thing to do. And I remember over the years in doing those rides, you know, I'd see teams from Innovative Fitness and I'd hear some of the stories and a lot of them, they didn't even think it'd be possible to do something like that. That was not even within the realm of possibility. And, you know, that's what around your model, that's part of what I love. One of the people I appreciate so much, she's a psychologist here and she works a lot with kids and parents. She works a lot with parents. Dr. Vanessa LaPointe is her name. And there's a story I love to share because she's quite funny. And she's talking about attachment theory and courage and big people being brave enough for our little people, meaning parents and kids. And she tells a story about mother on a plane with a child and she's going to a conference in Toronto and she's looking over and the mother's got a little baby with really little kid and they're hitting some turbulence and the mom's freaking, right? The mom's like so worried. 
and then the baby is kind of like, oh, well, she's transferring over that worry over to the baby, right? And Vanessa is kind of looking and saying, don't worry, we're good. It's okay. In her mind, she's going, surely we're all going down. <laughs> it's over. But you got to be that strength. If you can't do it yourself, you've got to be that rock for them. And I'm sure that's a huge part of what IF does is, hey, here's the process. You got to engage in the process. I'm laying out the roadmap for you, though. And you follow the roadmap. We're going to get there. And if we don't get there, we're going to be a lot better than where we started at baseline. And that's part of what I admire about what you guys do over there. It's pretty awesome. Thanks for that, Mark. Yeah, it's the taking personal responsibility is a lot of what I'm hearing you say. Like the start line is just owning it, owning everything in your life. And just, this is my responsibility to make the change and be the change that I want to see as we hear so often we spit yep. around, but actually yep. live it. Yeah, not to say it. Mm-hmm. Actions speak a lot louder. So for people that are out there, they might be listening and they might think, well, now is the time to try to do something about this. Or, you know, I'm looking for someone to help train my son's team or on the mm-hmm. island or whatever it might be, virtual training or anything. How do people get a hold of you and your team over there at IF in Victoria? We've got a little bit of a social media presence so they can get a hold of us on Instagram, Facebook at, at IFVic, website, innovativefitness.com or innovativefitness backslash Victoria are the best ways to get a hold of us. They can also give us a call, but that's all on Google. So they Sweet. can surface on Sweet. Google and reach out. We'd be happy to help. Cool. Well, that's great. And I appreciate something I like about what you're doing is you're a gritty guy. I resonate with that. Just kind of show up and just stay with it. Stick with the process. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate the insights that you shared and looking forward to continue to keep the communication. And if this one helped, anyone in any way. The only thing I ask you to do is just share it within your community, within your network. Maybe you never know who might need to hear a message like this. Share it far and wide and we'll see everybody on the next episode. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the Brain Mastery Podcast. We're super grateful for the community of supporters of this podcast. Again, this podcast was designed with an intention and an objective, and that was to share stories of rehabilitation, of recovery from brain injury, to really interview some of the leaders out there to provide more hope to community members. So thank you again for all of the support with that. If this episode resonated for you and had value for you, we just ask, please download and share it. Please also, if you wouldn't mind, rate the podcast. Those ratings really matter and help us to spread the message. If you're a clinical provider out there, meaning a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, or somebody who just works with people with brain injury and want to learn more about the Bears platform, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for you to do so. Just go to www.abiwellness.com to learn more about how to get involved. Uh, Training is very accessible and we've tried to make it very, very easy for people to get access to this neuro rehabilitation platform. Thank you again for your support and we'll see you on the next episode. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. 
please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.